0: please be advised that Six Degrees of Reality TV contains explicit language. Hi, and welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV. My name is Amy. And I'm Leslie. And we've been watching reality TV for like, oh, I don't know, like 30 years between the two of us.
1: Would that make us experts in trash?
0: We are experts in trash. But we still get stuff
1: wrong. I mean, 30 years and we still can't figure this out. Yeah, we know nothing. So I think together we can learn what it's like to fall in love on reality TV. Here's hoping.
0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV, the podcast where we try to... Amy tries to defend Mitch, and Leslie tries to explain Alexis. Yes. Have I captured
1: that? I think that should be our new tagline. <laughs> my name's Amy. I'm your co-host, and I'm Leslie. And we're sorry that we missed last week. We we we're missed just so it. busy.
0: Leslie's been on tooth her tooth journey, <laughs> um, and last week was my birthday. So I wanted to, I I faked that I was giving her more time to heal, but really I just wanted to have my birthday off.
1: (laughs) Which is fine because at some point I was so sick that I lost my voice completely. I sounded horrible. You sound a little like, uh, like we got a little Leslie after dark. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) This is my post, like super sick voice, I guess. Oh girl. How's the tooth anyway? Okay. So I got, so they finished the uh, root canal the day that they laid Her Majesty to rest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel partly responsible for that one. Um, and then they sent me off to my dentist and they were like, yeah, they have to put in your temporary crown. And I was like, wait, you're not going to do it. they were like, no. no. So then I had to wait <laughs> like four more days to get mm. a temporary crown. So That gets done. And then, of course, less than 24 hours later, I chew on something not on the left side, which is the issue. I chew on my right side, but still the other crown just popped out and I could not find it. That's my worst fear.
0: Like a crown or filling pops out.
1: Yeah. It's like the little filling thing. But this was Mm -hmm. a temporary one. So then I had to make an emergency appointment. And then on Sunday go back. And because of the Jewish holiday, there was only one dentist in the office and it was packed. Mm. So I was sitting there for hours just to get another mold of my temporary crown. And then so far, it's still in my mouth. So we'll see. So your tooth journey is not complete. No, no, no. On Tuesday, the permanent (laughs) crown should arrive. And then I shall be Her Royal Highness of dentistry. (laughs) Because you will have your crown my crown. Yes.
0: <laughs> All right, well, we have a lot to catch up on. I don't have mm-hmm. a ton of notes from last week, but I'll weave them in as we go through. Um, I'm finding that this every other week is actually working. We actually have stuff to talk about when <laughs> we right. do every other week. <laughs> Cuz guys, they are dragging this out. It is unbelievable to me.
1: And it's so funny, because at the end of the episode, of each episode, something big happens, and it ends so dramatically, and it's like, oh my god, I can't wait for next week. And then yeah. we open up the episode with the big tense moment, and two seconds later it's resolved, and then long, boring, nothing happens all the way until the end again.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Okay. So this is Married at First Sight season fifteen, episode thirteen, "The Ugly Truth," with some notes from episode twelve woven in. I don't even have the title. Sex escapades. No, baby. Sex swings. Facts. Oh, baby. Sex, <laughs> sex swings. Yeah. Okay. Um. In this episode, so in last episode they met with, was it Dr. Pia who gave them yes. the sex stuff? And this episode, they meet with the experts, but they also have to, well, they don't all do this, but some of them reach out to someone from the other's friend group or family. Mm -hmm. And some are more successful in that than others. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we are going
1: to start with the power couple, Stasha and Nate. So it's so funny because last week it was a sexy episode, you know, when the experts like try to awkwardly make the couples bang and give them toys Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. scenarios that they deem are sexy, you know, so whatever. So last week, Dr. Pia pops in and Sasha and Nate and she shows up with a goodie bag and they catch her up on developments and basically... They banged. We all learned this. Everything yeah, is good which, with the
0: world. They did such a build-up to, like, we're not banging, we're not banging, and then they just deliver very dryly, like, in the middle of a sentence. Oh, yeah, and we banged and this happened. Blah, blah, blah.
1: And it It's was like, like, wait, what? We didn't see any build-up to that. Mm-mm. Like, the shower scene, we were there... Right up until they, someone dropped the soap. I mean, it was crazy. It was intense. And we don't get yeah. not even the little prelude, like, let's close the door. And then, you know, like, they could have recreated that. Give us something.
0: Give us a love after lockup, uh, kicking the producers out and hearing. Oh, like, I want to hear some of that. Terrible.
1: Or, or what about, like, the single life, the many-day spinoff with Debbie and that old dude just oh. bleh, bleh, dentures smacking against each other? No. Oh, love. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> so, anyway, Nate is stepping up his actions, according to him, but he still has issues articulating himself and whatever, whatever. So... In that moment, it was kind of mature and straightforward. And then Sasha says that she feels that in her life, she doesn't have too many people that she fully trusts. So this is what's causing some friction and why she kind of needs that whole like firmness. Like you're all in, you're all in because I'm all in and I love you and this and that. And she wants him to catch up to this level and keep getting the same thing over and over again of like, okay, it's been like X amount of weeks, give me time. But for Mm -hmm. her, it's just a whole issue. So, anyway, she tasked them with coming up with an activity where Stasha has to fully rely on Nate. And she can't know what's going to happen, where it's happening, when it's Mm -hmm. happening. She has no input. And I was like, sounds like a great idea, except that she's a control freak and she's going to lose her fucking mind. Well, I'm thinking like
0: he's going to pop her in the car with a blindfold on and like... Take her for a picnic somewhere where he has to walk her. She has to. He has to walk her through the woods with the blindfold. Nope, it's not what we get.
1: It's like this is such a bad idea, just for people with these kind of issues because it's so, like me. It, me too. Like I don't like surprises. I need to know what's going to happen. I I just want to be prepared, kind of thing. Um. So of course. She leaves off, like, a sex basket or whatever. And then later on, we see them partake in some, you know, teen bondage. But whatever. Mm -hmm, The mm -hmm. main thing is this week, Pastor Cal pays them a visit and admits that he's uncomfortable with footage of their kinky (laughs) bondage. Who the experts supposedly provided the couples with all this stuff. So... Mm-hmm. Nate makes fun of him and says, so you're not a freak. And Pastor Cal says, well, the last time I saw you guys, you hadn't had sex yet. <laughs>
0: so. um, we we saw your Instagram, Pastor Cal. You're freaky.
1: You're yeah. freaky. But he's trying to keep that on the DL, you know, because he's in so. pastor yeah. mode right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then Pastor Cal moves on from the awkward sex talk and talks about love being a choice. One that you make and Stasha says she loves him even through the bad times and she is showing him unconditional love and Pastor Cal asks if she's told him that she loves him and she confirms that she has, but Nate has yet to do so. Mm -mm. Uh-huh and then Nate goes on to say like well he's had moments where he wanted to say it and then he goes on to say I love how driven Sasha is I love how this about Sasha I love that about Sasha but not I love you Sasha so this is what Mm -hmm. she needs and then Pastor Cal is like okay so have you ever been cheated on because where is this coming from and he says no not that I know of But with marriage, this relationship will be years long, so there could be opportunity. So that is his fear, Uh that whatever time would tell, and then she'll stray. And then Stasha reveals that not only has she been cheated on, but she has also cheated herself. And Nate loses his goddamn mind. I mean, of course, we talk about Nate, so there was zero expression in his face, just kind of like, huh? (laughs) <laughs> you know, like yeah he,
0: he is not very expressive
1: no it was like he looked slightly disappointed but it wasn't like he had a raging reaction or anything no. but we Mm-mm. do learn on later on in the episode that this is really a fear for him and yeah. it's freaking him out and it's making him look at her a little differently so what Stasha, keeps emphasizing is that happened 10 years ago I was a different person then. That's not me now. This is a completely different situation. And Nate just looks crestfallen. He's like, you know, I don't know who I married. It's like, dude, you married a stranger, essentially.
0: I'm just not. Are you a big fan of, like, I don't know. I feel like something they did in their 20s. Like, who Mm -hmm. cares? Who cares? I did a ton of stupid shit in my 20s. I don't drink in the woods anymore, either. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like. Well, yeah, I do, but it's legal. And I'm like in a campsite. But, yeah, like, but, you
1: know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's weird. I mean, it's a weird we, thing. It's a weird thing. He just judges her so harshly and it's so unfair. And then we're going to learn this because of his lack of experience with relationships. And that's yeah. part of it. Yeah. So and then, Stasha, we get her that she kind of clamps up and Pastor Kyle calls her out, like, hey, what's going on? And she's like, well, now I'm worried about being judged you know what else can I share about my past that's gonna make him look at me differently and it's like well you know yeah
0: do you believe in that idea of once a cheater always a cheater
1: um I think I do I mean I I think I feel like you could change but you would really really have to put in the work
0: but I think it's situational so like if my husband cheated on me, like, I would feel like, okay, he could do it again. Right. Do you know what I mean? But, like, mm-hmm. if he cheated on some girl he was dating 10 years ago when he was 23, not that he's 33, he's 45, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: to me, that's different. I don't know. I agree I think with you on that aspect. Relationship like,
0: specific.
1: If it's in the past then that doesn't necessarily mean that you would do you would do it to me but then again if it's someone that's like oh i've cheated in every relationship then it's yeah like, that's okay, a problem yeah, mm-hmm. then that's different so yeah so you could change and sometimes it's situational you know it's yeah. like the other person might have been cheating or you thought they were uh, i don't know i'm not defending it it's not good but... i'm just saying it's also not a death sentence for the relationship Exactly, especially because she has not given him reasons to, you know, suspect anything like that. Like, Stasha
0: has her shit together, period. She
1: does, like, come on. Mm -hmm. So it was just kind of the whole thing where they later meet with each other's friends and they start talking about, you know, like, what can I do for this and what can you do for that? So first we get Nate meeting up with Stasha's friends and they kind of talk about how well we've known each other for five weeks so it's about him learning how to organically grow in the relationship where stasha is a really firm and knows what she wants and expects him to meet her there and her his her friends basically said you have to give her time you know Mm -hmm. you have to catch up and you have to you know if you do feel a certain way you have to communicate that with her And her Mm -hmm. friends tell the producers that if he doesn't say I love you back to Stasha, it's going to make her pull away from him. So she hopes that they work it out. And then later in the episode, we see Stasha meeting with Nate's friends. And she says that they're doing well. They got through all their hiccups. But that he won't say I love you. So this keeps coming up again and again. Like, she's going to complain about this to anyone who will hear it. Mm -hmm. And his first relate. So then his friends are like, okay... I've known this guy for 15 years, known him since I was a child, you know, his first relationship. This is like his first real relationship before it was high school. It was puppy love. Like he, Zoni said, I love you to his family. You know, this is all yeah. new to him. Give him time. And, you know, it's like she hears it and she says, I understand that makes sense and blah, blah, blah. But then again, she feels like, well, my needs are still not being met. And she gets disappointed. So that's yeah. kind of where they are.
0: Um. Uh, that's not where they are because we have a song when they finish <laughs> up their segment, which is my heart can't take any more damage. It's a little bit of that.
1: A little yeah. bit of that. Okay. All right. Jesus so let's,
0: let's go to Miguel and Lindy. Now, people have sent me DMs. I am aware he has his glasses on. It was real hard to focus. <laughs> yeah. Miguel with his glasses is otherworldly. I'm just going to say mm-hmm. that. It takes me to a place. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I will also say that last week they received the gift of McGindy. McGindy, something like McGindy. Oh, that's
1: the whole thing. Helen, right?
0: Eloway, Lopez. I forget what it was.
1: But yeah, they gave him like a
0: 30 names. Name. <laughs> yes. And I want to say something. I found this hilarious. I was... Laughing out loud with them taking care of this baby. Like, am I are my standards that low, Leslie, that this is what I'm laughing at these days.
1: You know, it right. reminded me of like a Save by the bell episode where they had a home yes. class and they had to
0: Yes, a hundred percent. Children of the 80s, we know all about this. But let me tell you something. Miguel looked real hot dragging that McGindy around. I have to say that. Um Okay, it's McGindy Helen Elway
1: Santiago. Did I get it? I I stopped paying attention. I think after that's what McGindy. It is. I was like, please stop. Is, no. Is her name
0: Welsh Smith? I forget her name. Elway, right? I think eh, so. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, they still have McGinty, who I absolutely love, <laughs> and <laughs> Miguel is strutting around with his glasses on. McGinty in the car carrier, and I just wrote, "This is amazing." More of this, please. This episode, they're packing McGinty up and they're sending him back. And then we have Miguel, and he's meeting up with Stephanie Lindy's. I'm calling her Lindy's friend of me because she did not have much nice to say about Lindy. Yeah. And then I thought to myself, what would it be like if, uh, like, a, a show showed up at your work and start interviewing your coworkers about you? Because that's yeah, essentially what um, happened.
1: That would not be good for me. That would
0: not be good for me. So Steph says, look, Lindy, the thing we know about Lindy, is she gets angry. And she could be pretty defensive and pretty dramatic. And then we get a montage of all of the... Fits that she has thrown, including mm-hmm. "You're not even going to help me get a fucking doctor," you know that whole thing. So then they go axe throwing, and they have. I look. This is how I sum this whole scene up. They have a real frustrating conversation about possibly someday, maybe being in a loveless marriage. Really, yeah. you've been married th- three weeks. Yeah. Okay. Then I wrote, "I'm so distracted by his glasses, I don't even know what we say at this point." <laughs> I'm just like, whatever. They meet up with Pastor Cal. And let me tell you, I am probably the only person on the planet who was digging Lindy's outfit. The suit with the hat.
1: She just looks like that little villain from that recess (laughs) cartoon. (laughs) I thought it was adorable. I was like,
0: you do your thing, girl. I like it. So they talk about McGindy and Lindy basically says this damn baby Was up every two to three hours and was irritable, and she was cranky as a result, and she snapped, and she was losing it. And Miguel did most of the work. And I just want to have a little throwback props to Mitch here, who Mm -hmm. last week said, Oh, I just would have threw that thing in the closet. (laughs) So then they talk about Lindy's negative attitude, and Pastor Cal asks her, What level, like from one to 10, has Miguel seen you outburst? And I'm using outburst as a verb there. She says maybe around a 4.5, and Miguel's like, "Ooh, that's a 4.5. What's a 10?" And Pastor Cal goes, "How many times in your life have you ever been a 10?" Now let me ask you, Leslie, how many times in your life have you been at 10?
1: At 10? Wow. For
0: freak out.
1: A total meltdown, freak out. Oh well, I ain't <laughs> bipolar, so it's happened a few times. But when I found out that my deadbeat ex husband had a baby with someone who was significantly younger than both of us throughout our entire marriage, yeah, I think I had a major, I was at a 12.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 I want to say most of my 10s revolve around my ex husband. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I want to say it was when I caught him red handed making out with his employee. In the parking garage of his work. Wow. And I think I went real quick to a 10. 10 or yeah. 12. <laughs> but in all honesty, I probably have been in a 10 like five or six times. Like, it's not two. I can tell you that. Yeah. Now, how many times have I been in a 10 in the last 15 years? Probably never. But in my hmm. 20s? Fuck yes. I was there yeah. quite a bit. So the fact that Pastor Cal asks Lindy... How many times have you been at a 10 in your whole life? And she says, two. do we buy this? Of course not. Of course not. She's like, I was at a 10 yesterday in the closet, screaming my fucking face off, but nobody could hear me because no cameras were around. I'm at a six
1: right now. Right? What <laughs> is she talking
0: about? So Pastor Cal's like, okay, so you've been at a 10 twice in 30 years. Uh, Miguel, are you picking up what I'm throwing down here? And Miguel's like, yeah, yeah, I get it. And he's like, do not forecast doom into your relationship. And that's that. That's them. So, Mm -hmm. all right. Now we're going to move on to power couple, Morgan and (laughs) Ben. Okay, here's literally the sentence I have for them. Ready? Mm -hmm. They meet with Dr. Pia and Morgan says she has not received an emotional apology from Ben. And if she did, she maybe would be able to accept that they get divorced.
1: That's it. We're done. (laughs) I love the scene where she's like, you could have Googled me. And she like puts up her phone like, oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, We all know that I have been accused of being a Morgan sympathizer. I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not defending her behavior. I'm just saying I get where, like, I see where it's coming from. Yeah, He judged her. She's never going to get over that because it's something she's wildly insecure about. Mm -hmm. And that's it. It's never going to happen. They're never going to move forward and they don't.
1: And they don't need to be together because even Ving did not seem that interested in working things out. Like he would say things to her and on camera and then turn up to the guys and then see something else. So it's like dude. I feel like honestly... I feel like Ben is a robot of
0: some kind. Yeah. Like, he doesn't feel human to me. I don't know (laughs) what it is. It's real weird. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. All right, Mm -hmm. let's go to, uh, I'm going to get canceled over this, but Alexis has
1: become the villain for me. But Alexis and Justin, go ahead. Oh, my God. Okay, so last week, basically, we opened up with them in the kitchen. This whole argument that will spill out to this week is about basically... Lexi, I'm calling her that, or Lex, because my device is starting to get activated. Oh, good likes idea. to go out with her girls on the weekends, you know, to the club. Justin is not feeling that. That's so before we get into this, argument.
0: before we get into this, tell me mm-hmm. where you stand on this. If you okay. were with somebody in a serious relationship, and he or she wanted to go out to the club every weekend... For one night only maybe a couple Mm -hmm. hours how would you feel
1: here's the thing a club is very specific it's like okay this is where people go get drunk and meet other people potentially so that would be a little concerning if they were like i'm gonna have a girls night and we're going to go to a drag brunch or something. Mm-hmm. And I feel less intimidated. You know, like if I was like the partner, I'd be like, well, maybe that's just like a girl thing. It's not going to sure. really... The threat of one of the drag queens taking my wife is very unlikely, <laughs> you know. So things like that would be fine. Let's say it's a girl's birthday or it's a bachelorette party. Go ahead, do you. Every mm-hmm. weekend... That seems a little excessive. What are you escaping? You clearly are trying to escape something. And we learn through this episode that she has a very, very hard job. It's very stressful, very demanding. And she just wants to let loose and get her freak on at the club. Well, and it sounds
0: like I might be jumping ahead. So correct me if I'm wrong. But it sounds like she wanted him to go with her. Yeah. But he won't. Because my theory is he's wildly insecure,
1: but and he we will not see go with her. some of that. Yeah. So what was interesting about last week was that towards the end of the episode, you just get like a screaming match. You get the prison cam footage and poor Newman is like walking, <laughs> looking for his mama, like mama's in distress. What's going on? And then like a producer has to walk in and interfere and be like, okay, what's going on? What's happening? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Alexis is hysterical. She's on under- the bathroom oh he doesn't want to let me do this he doesn't want me to do that and it's just like on and on and on and i'm just like what the hell is Mm -hmm. going on so there's just a lot of unnecessary drama that happened last week that i'm just going to blow over well and i think we get
0: i think we get a very sorry to interrupt you i think we mm -hmm. get a very different alexis on camera
1: versus off camera yes and i think she's very aware of that she is And, you know, producer Christina calls them into the kitchen, and there's a lot of back and forth between the two of them. They sit down, and she feels unwanted, according to her. They have no intimacy. Things change since the honeymoon. And here are my thoughts on this. She's not into him. Plain and simple. For whatever reason, she is not. They are not compatible, and let's call this now, this marriage is over.
0: Can I posit a theory as to why she's not into him? Oh, I have my own theories go ahead. and I'm not saying that this is right, okay? like I'm not saying it's morally right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: but I think she can't she perceives him as weak and she can't handle a weak man.
1: Yes, I yeah. completely agree with you and i I don't ready. see him as
0: weak. I'm not calling him weak, but I think no. she perceives him as weak.
1: For whatever reason, the ideal man for her is not him. He seems too sensitive. He is comes off as a little clingy in her retelling of the stories of him being like, oh, but let's just stay, let's just stay. And then when they do meet with the experts and they say, okay, so maybe do try to spend time together and it's like, okay, I want to go hiking, but as a couple, or do this. And then it's like, Justin, do you like this? Yes, I do. Do you like that? And I'm thinking like, yeah. But she doesn't want to do it with him. She wants to get away from him.
0: Who does she want to do it with, Leslie?
1: Ooh. Oh, God. We meet a new expert, guys. <laughs> mm oh,
0: Man. Yeah. <laughs> Who is he? Where did he come from? Can we please leave him on the show?
1: Oh my god. Okay. So then this episode pretty much is we do a lot of the same like I'm gonna meet with like a friend to find out how to figure out my wife blah blah blah. Who knows it? Who knows? So he meets up with Alexis friend Will and he brings up the dog situation and says that he could just have just said fuck this marriage and kept this dog but he didn't. So Right there, I was like, this is a main problem that he is holding against her. Because he's like, man, you're going to go out clubbing and I gave up my dog for you? That's the argument that's always going to circle back. He's not going to forgive her for that. No, So that's another issue.
0: And I don't blame him.
1: Mm -hmm. I don't blame him. And I
0: had a thought about that and I can't remember what it is. So you keep talking I'll think about it. It's something with the dog. But go
1: ahead. So, Will does commend him for doing what he thought was the best situation for his marriage and giving up his dog, even though it was really hard. And that Alec- and Alexa should acknowledge that sacrifice, but it kind of seems like, well, your dog attacked me, so what were you going to... We tried to train her, and she was untrainable, so, like, she's never going to be like, I am so proud of you or thank you so much, because even if she says it, then she takes it back somehow. Or she undercuts it with something else. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Justin admits, I haven't been perfect. You know, he tries not to curse at her, but he does lose his temper. And he says things he's not proud of. And then he's like, if we do have kids together, I don't want to argue in front of our kids. And I just started laughing. And I was like... You're not having kids together. In what world would you two have children this makes no sense stop this right now Uh, yeah not happening they don't know how to communicate it's like Mm -mm. and your wife does not like you
0: Mm -mm. like she
1: just straight up does not like him
0: she's not into him I mean she rejected him three times on dating app before they got together she's not into him
1: she's not into him and that's fine that's fine and it's fine but be honest like at some point she could have been like look I try to do this thing, but we're just too different. You know, you come up with the bullshit, like, kind of, it's not you, it's me kind of excuse Mm -hmm, and just say, mm -hmm. like, let's just be good friends and make it through the experiment. But she wants her cake and eat it too, because she wants to look good on camera and be like, I gave it it all. I tried, because whenever he has a breakthrough or they're meeting with experts and he says something that she likes, she's like, I'm so proud of you, babe. That is so wonderful, babe. Which is super condescending. Exactly. She oh, you're ovaries. you're
0: proud of me for expressing how I feel about something. Thank you.
1: And I'm just like, okay, you just have to cut him down, no matter what. You can never let him have a moment, and it's really mm-hmm. infuriating. Mm-mm. I don't so like her. I do realize that when we do meet um, Devin Franklin, the new expert, mm. the doctor, the Pastor Cal, decided to enrich us with, you know, Alexis has. Thank never you, Pastor smiled. Cal. Thank you. She has never smiled as much as she did <laughs> in the presence of that man.
0: And do you notice she's doing the cool girl thing? And I'm, yeah. I'm not throwing shade. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. But she's doing the curl, cool girl thing where she's like, I like, like, she's like, Tom, all the freaky shit she likes in I the bedroom. Like, I'm <laughs> like all this. I'm a freak in the sheets, you know, like I need sex all the time, 24 seven. Like, okay, girl, calm down. I'm into trying to extreme sports,
1: you know, I'm just a girl, I'm awesome, you know, I'm everything. It's like, girl, stop trying so hard. Try try this hard with your husband. So then Devin tells them, then the whole her going out clubbing thing is showing you that it's like, you're. she's feeling repressed in the marriage. That's what he concludes. So she's feeling repressed she in the six him. week
0: marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And then I'm just like, oh, again with the clubbing. And then he just in it, of course, he always does this whole I admit, I realize I am controlling. I admit that I'm this. I admit that I'm that. And then they talk about SEX and they haven't banged because she doesn't, she's dominant. In her whole life, every day, she's a boss bitch. She does everything for herself. So she wants to be dominated in the bedroom. And again, Mm -hmm. this goes back to her not thinking that Justin is man enough for her. Whatever Mm -hmm. her ideas of what a man is, Justin is lacking that in her eyes. Yeah, I agree. And that's them basically just arguing all the time.
0: Um... I just am turning on her. I liked her like the first episode or two, but I do not anymore.
1: I you just know, don't. I realized something about her. I was like, there are three types of reality stars. And I, I used the word stars very loosely. <laughs> there are the ones that are the the really famous ones, the powerhouses, like the, the ones that, have, that are self-produced and are totally rich and in control of their narratives. And I'm talking about Kardashian level of reality stars so there's that Mm -hmm. very rare very powerful they produce and edit they have input on fucking everything that happens so if you see Kim crying she orchestrated that make Mm -hmm. sure that this is the best take of me crying like they're doing this what is a memeable moment like they're in control of every situation then you have the second type of reality star like the housewives that kind of level where it's like a lot of them depending on how rich they are, how famous adjacent they are, they could kind of manipulate storylines and get better edits and things like that. And then you have the reality stars that are contestants on dating shows. And a lot mm-hmm. of times these people, the ones that are smart, have watched them enough to know how to behave, to be perceived a certain way. And the mm. relaxes says a lot of the right things at the right moments and she's very produced and she's very rehearsed and then when you catch her off guard, you see the real her and that is what is annoying because she's not being authentic. She says the right things all the time, does the exact opposite.
0: This is why you are a professor of reality TV. I was just (laughs) captivated by that lesson you gave me. (laughs) You're absolutely right. 100% right. That's what it is. She's playing the Mm -hmm. game. And this is not a competition, but she's playing a game. Yep. Yep. All right. So now, shall we go to our favorites? (laughs) (laughs) Well, my favorites. All right. So, Kristen and Mitch. Mm -hmm. Their Their sexcapade last week really didn't have a lot to do with like craziness they were just kind of touching each other and they didn't have sex and then we learned that Mitch what, what were your thoughts on this Mitch said something funny during sex that made them stop having sex
1: something funny see my like, mind is so disgusting it just goes everywhere my mind
0: is really gross too I feel like I need to like open a drawer in my dresser and scream some things into it and close it. because I'm just going to say something I have so ideas he's
1: like, ooh, fun in my about. face. And she'd be like, whoa, I'm done. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I think maybe he was like, because he's kind of, he's socially awkward, we agree. Right? Mm-hmm. I feel like he was maybe trying to make like a dad joke type situation. Oh, and maybe she
1: like, like that baby, like, cause ugh, you, like when you daddy know how does this.
0: You know how she doesn't feel like he takes things seriously? Yeah. So, like, he was probably saying something goofy, and she was like, you're not taking this seriously, so we're not doing it. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. Okay. So, the couples are meeting up, like we said, with someone from their spouse's family. Kristen meets up with Mitch's sister-in-law, Stephanie. Kristen expresses her concerns about Mitch's contrarianism and i'm loving that word and we get it like 10 times this episode (laughs) really like it steph is like look he doesn't take the effort to think about delivering about protecting people's feelings and how he's delivering things and we've clashed and she's like i respect his passion and my husband and i have made changes but we still like for example use diapers called it he would Mm -hmm. be Against disposable diapers, of course. Of course. Kristen, stay on that birth control. That's all I'm going to say. If you're somebody who uses cloth diapers, you're a hero. You're a goddamn national treasure. Because I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So she also says he has come a long way. And he tries, like, he has realized that you can't make people, you can't shame people into changing their ways that you have to use like positive reinforcement and tell them the why behind things and win them over that way.
1: And give them a little kibble, you know.
0: Give a them dong. a little little clap. So Mitch and Kristen meet with Pepper. And Kristen has some concerns. She brings up feeling guilty about getting iced lattes. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, I've noticed you like the iced lattes. Now, he says, look, I support you. And you not bringing your reusable cup to get your iced latte is not something that's going to, like, break our marriage. Mm -hmm. But it would be a nice show if you did do it. Okay. Then she brings up the house flipping. He explains his side and she explains hers. And Dr. Pepper says, look, maybe, Mitch, you don't put the whole larger societal issue on Kristen's shoulders. Which I think is kind of what we were saying when we were talking about this. Mm -hmm. Like, Kristen is not some crazy corporation that's going to be flipping houses and taking them out of the hands of neighborhoods, right? So he says, and I, let me tell you, I related to this so much. He goes, I'm somebody who just always sees the dark side of everything, and I can't help it. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, you know, I just... Everything has a carbon footprint. Everything has, you know, consequences. And I'm the one who points them out. And Leslie, this is me. This is me. Like, people must hate being around me because I'm the one who's always like, oh, well, you know, no, I don't want to eat at Chick-fil-A. Like, they donate to anti-LGBTQ plus organizations. Why would I eat there? Like, I just can't go for a Chick-fil-A
1: sandwich. And then there are people that are like, I'll gladly eat that hateful chicken. Um, Yeah. Um, I don't support them in any way because I'm vegetarian, but also it's, like, fucked up. Like, no. Yeah.
0: But I, I'm that killjoy. And, you know, thankfully, my husband is very similarly minded. I could not mm. imagine, be like, if he wasn't. I don't know yeah. how it would work. And this is what Mitch is saying. He's like, look, I want to make sure that you understand that, like, this is not changing. This is who I am. Like, I am... And it's hard to be with me. And I understand that. And, you know, I don't know if you can handle me. And she says, well, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I'm a positive person. I focus on the good. And your contrarianism does affect me. And as she's talking to him, I don't know if you notice this or not, she is bright red all over her neck.
1: Yeah. We like can
0: hives. I think yeah, it's anxiety. I, I think she gets, like, anxious mm-hmm. when she's talking to him. Pepper says something like, you've grown so much so far, blah, blah, blah. He then says, you know, I can maybe find a way to be more respectful, but I will not change. Like, this is just who I am. And Kristen might need someone who doesn't act this way. Like, there's a lot of normal people out there who don't (laughs) do this kind of stuff. And Pepper says, well, they didn't show up yet. And they both laugh. And now he asks Kristen, like, can we talk about decision day? Because you told me on our honeymoon, that you would need I love you by decision day or you were out. And he says, but I feel like if we're still going strong, I'm staying. And she's like, I was pissed. It was literally the day after you told me you didn't think I was attractive. Yeah. I spoke out of anger. I don't feel that way anymore. So then he says, I don't know why I have this at the end, this out of order, but he says, look, if you can make money flipping houses and incorporate some sustainability issues, then I'm here for it. Okay. All right. So now he calls Rachel and I took copious notes on this phone call because I feel like it was misrepresented later. Okay, Okay? so he calls Rachel and you could tell that Rachel, the sister, is immediately defensive because she must know all about the honeymoon. Yeah. And she's very protective of her sister. And I get that. I don't she's not in the wrong. I get that. He explains what happened because she immediately is like, well, uh, are you over your non-attraction to my sister? Like she was not here for his bullshit. I and love he, that. That's bullshit I would say. I know. He explains what happened. And he said, this is exactly what he said. I think I was just, I had different expectations. I was expecting sort of a surfer hippie girl. To come down the aisle but once i got over that bullshit i accepted kristen for exactly who she is and i realized she could be even better than anything that i expected that's what he said now that's a pretty good thing to be told right yes. i think okay so then he says and then oh mitch you should have shut off the call right then See, gotta go
1: because in that moment i was like okay okay redeemable he's not the worst he's just eccentric and then the following happens he says i have one more superficial question
0: that i need (laughs) to ask you and i need i want to ask you for advice on how to say it because i tend to fuck things up he says i love it when we're chilling at night and Kristen has no makeup on and her hair's not done and I, i just find that like super attractive how do I tell her that? And the sister's like, okay, um, I have real <laughs> strong opinions on this. And she goes, the makeup isn't for you or for the male gaze. And I agree with that. And then she basically tells him, and I'm summarizing here, guys, but she basically tells him, Kristen probably needs to feel good about herself since she destroyed her self-image on the honeymoon. Like, that's basically what she says to him. yeah. And guess what? Rachel calls Kristen immediately and tells her because, yes. of course. But what does what does she tell her? She tells her that, wait, I'll get to it. Okay, let me, I'm going to go right into the group scene. Yeah. Okay, so big group scene at the end. Now Kristen and Morgan are talking at the pool. And they're talking low key, almost like they don't know they're on camera. Like they're mic'd, but they're like kind of whispering and talking amongst yeah. each other. And Kristen tells Morgan she's taken back who she is and what she wants because, quote, Mitch called my sister and asked her how to get me to do my hair less and put on less makeup because he wanted a hippie girl.
1: Now, is that what Mitch said? He well, he did ask for advice on how he can ask for that nicely. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But was it because he thought he was going to get a hippie girl? No, he said that he thought he was going to get a hippie girl. Once he realized that was out of the question and he got to know her better, then he let go of that bullshit. That's what he said. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was not said to her.
0: I think he was trying to say, and I'm only going to defend him to a point because some of this is indefensible. Yeah. But I, I think he was trying to say, the reason I was acting like an idiot at first Was because I was expecting one thing and I got another and it threw me. I think that's all he was trying to say. And it ended up that I was... I felt better about what I got. So it's okay. Exactly. But sister takes this to be like, he wanted a hippie girl. Now he's trying to turn you into one. And that's what Mm -hmm. Kristen is hearing. Okay. So. All right. So they curl up and they're talking about their expert meetings. And Morgan is like, oh, we're divorced. (laughs) (laughs) And my... Google Docs, for some reason, autocorrects Bin to Bong all the time. So, <laughs> Bong tells the camera he's leaving the house and he's leaving San Diego. That dude is like, I'm fucking out of here. I'm going into yeah, hiding. He's
1: <laughs> leaving. You know, it's like, it reminded me of that scene in, like, Friends after, um, <laughs> I think, what is it? Joey, like, betrays someone. Betrays Ross and it's like, he wants to leave the country, and he was just gonna go to like another state because was, he was that when so he was
0: in love with uh, Rachel Chandler's girlfriend?
1: No. Oh, Chandler remember the Velveteen Rabbit girl. book? Oh yes,
0: <sighs> yes. Thank you. Okay. All right. Um. So Morgan says right in front of Ben, I don't even want to be friends with this motherfucker. Like I'm done. Okay. Yeah. Then she shows the camera her nursing degree. Okay, whatever. We don't care.
1: Google
0: Nate, and Stasha, <laughs> Nate and Stasha said, Pastor Cal's happy with them. Everything went well. Lindy and Miguel say things are good, and they make some jokes about McGindy having a tiny little penis. And Miguel's like, well, that is fitting for the Santiago's. So, I, you know, again, look at the contrast between Miguel, who has a ton of confidence. Yeah. And is able to make little dick jokes about himself and Justin who's talking about his rock-hard baseball bat all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, Alexis and Justin, they say, we talked about intimacy and we're a little different in that area. And she says, I'm used to being dominated, but he's not really comfortable with that. And Miguel's like, well, are you guys still in love? And Justin's like, of course, of course. I just don't know if I'm going to stay married to her on decision day. Oh, okay. (laughs) So he says a lot has happened. And I did not get this quote from Alexis, but... I think I have it written down wrong. I have. Alexa says if you have to choose between me and something else, you should choose that other thing. It
1: was something. She just says so much. She just drives me insane. I was like, I I tuned her out after a minute because she starts speaking in platitudes and saying things like, well, then if I'm not the right fit for you, then maybe you should do this because I'm going to do what's best for me. It was one of those conversations. It's annoying. It's annoying. All right,
0: so now we get, now Mitch and Kristen. Okay. So he says they met with Dr. Pepper and, you know, I really like her. Like, she just really gets us. And then out of, quote, nowhere, Mm -hmm. Alexis, the shitster, says, oh, well, it's so nice that you're doing so well because I know in the beginning you didn't like Kristen's hair and makeup so much and you weren't really happy with that. (laughs) And Mitch goes, did I say that? Now he knows immediately where this came from mm-hmm. because say what you want about Mitch. And I say this all the time that he's very similar to my husband and my husband, I could see reacting the same way. He doesn't play games and he doesn't yeah. like drama and he doesn't like bullshit. And Mitch is like, cause I don't remember him ever saying to the group that he wished she didn't wear as much makeup in her hair. He said it to the camera. I remember that yeah. in a confessional. But I never heard him say it to the group. So he's like, did I, did I say that? Like, I I don't even know if this is a thing. And he's like, okay, maybe I did. But I didn't realize that everybody knew this. Yeah. (laughs) Mitch is clearly uncomfortable. And Miguel's like, are you talking about decision day? Like, where are you guys on that? And Kristen says they're both undecided. So for right now, for this moment, she doesn't say anything about the hair and makeup. Yeah. Okay. So then she's like, "I just don't know if I'm okay with someone who's so unsure of me." Now the experts come in. Boom! They've been we have been
1: watching. It's like yeah, yeah which is totally
0: fucking creepy. Yeah. Pepper says, "Look, Morgan and Ben were shitting. It's over. So let's focus on the rest of you." <laughs> and hot doctor says, "Alexis, if you could make it easier for Justin to feel confident, like, do you think you could do that?" And it turns out. From my interpretation, correct me if I'm wrong, Justin came to Alexis and asked for her help in making him feel more confident? I believe so. (laughs) (laughs) Not a good start. (laughs) Okay. Doc says, look, if you don't take care of this low self-esteem issue now, it's going to come back in every area of your life, which I'm sure it already has. So they keep talking and then they keep talking about they keep referencing like something Justin's uncomfortable with. And I'm wondering if it's butt play.
1: Butt play?
0: I don't know. They're talking about something. They keep talking about something. Hmm. What does Alexis want to do to him or what does she want him to do to her? I don't know.
1: Hmm. But something's going down in that bedroom. Or nothing okay. is going down. That's the issue.
0: <laughs> Now Pepper picks up on, like, the tension that is so thick, you could cut it with a knife between Kristen and Mitch. And she's like, did something happen? Because you guys were good when I left you. And Kristen brings up the sister conversation. And Mitch is pissed. And he's like, what the fuck? And he's like, look, I just am more attracted to her when she's, like, I think she's beautiful when she's natural. That's it. And I was trying to figure out how to say that. So Dr. Pepper's like, I'm going to, I'm going to literally throw you a softball here, dude. Okay. All you do Like I told my kids when they were practicing T-ball, like, I'm just going to put this ball here. All you do is swing. Okay. Just take a chunk of it. So he, she's like, do you think she's beautiful? Yes. Pep says, are you very attracted to her? And Mitch pauses and goes, I'm attracted to her. (sighs) Pepper's like, "Hmm." and you saw Pastor Cal go, oh, yeah, because marriage
1: is not for punks and he's not having
0: it. No, Kristen freaks out and she says, look, Mitch, there is no secret conversation because Mitch, Mitch knows this shit was talked about, but Mm -hmm. I think he thinks it was talked about with the experts and it wasn't. So Kristen, who is my hero. A clear communicator, no bullshit, right? Yeah. She's like, Mitch, listen, there was no secret conversation. Here's what you said to my sister. My sister told me about it. You wanted a hippie girl and you wanted to know how to get me to dress down. And Kristen starts to cry. And Dr. Pepper's like trying to mediate. And uh, Kristen tells her like, Dr. Pepper, I'm going to stop you right there. And the whole world yes. went, oh, <gasps> <laughs> and she's like, I I am not going to settle for somebody who thinks I am attractive enough. Mm-hmm. And she stands up for herself. And I swear to God, you could hear Mitch getting a boner over this. Like <laughs> she was so strong and so clear and so eloquent in the way that she stuck up for herself.
1: Bravo. Yes. Bravo. Bravo. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So then I'm going to say this. Not that I was team Mitch, but I was sympathetic towards Mitch in this situation until I saw Kristen's confessional.
1: Mm.
0: When Kristen went to the camera and she said, here's how I see this. You took this time when you were supposed to talk to someone and get to know me to ask them how to change me. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh you're right
1: yeah. she's right
0: she's yep. right that question never should have even been fucking asked yeah. so there you go amy turns on mitch dun, dun, dun. Yeah, stay tuned next we week
1: a lot of shit for you and, and i'm gonna say you amy always defending yep. mitch because yep. from day one i was turned off by him but then he has his moments where i'm just like mm-hmm. oh maybe i'm being too mean and then he does this and it's like yeah you're a dick
0: And again, it's it's not that I love him and think he's fantastic because I love Kristen more. Yes. But I just good intentions. I completely understand him is my problem. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I get it. I completely get it. And I do think and I said this before, I do think that he has like he's respectful of humans and women and he's. Mm -hmm. You know, I think he's very liberated for a man, and we don't see
1: that a lot. And very sure of himself because even though we were mad a few weeks ago with like the whole like shirt gates and him not wanting to wear it and all that, he didn't mm-hmm. want to participate. He's like, "This isn't me, and I don't want to yeah. do it." And it's like some people—that's just how they are, and we shouldn't force them. He's so a contrarian. Much. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when Dr. Di- Pepper said it's frustrating at times
0: when people all are it, like that, where it's like, just fucking give in a hundred percent. And when Dr. Pepper said, are you very attracted to her? He didn't like that. Dr. Pepper was telling him what to say. Yeah. He didn't like that. So even if it was true, he was not going to answer in the affirmative there. Yeah. So then another thing that I forgot to say is Kristen says, and I agree with her here. I am not going to applaud Mitch For needing eight weeks of professional help to make really small advances. (laughs) Oh, my God. When she said that. Oh, yep. She said, I have been broken down, Dr. Pepper. And I came into this as a confident woman. And you know what? I want someone who really loves me and is happy when I walk into a room. And Mitch says he's blindsided. And Kristen goes.
1: Oh, my God. Is anybody else here blindsided? <laughs> she was losing her mind. And I love how Nate and, like, Sasha are like, they ain't going to make it. Mm-mm. I know. And Mitch tells the camera,
0: I, I don't understand what's happening here. Like, I've been trying to accept the person that Kristen is and not force my will on her. And I'm just kind of confused by all of this. And then Pastor Cal basically tells the entire group, you guys all need to get your shit together. You want to be married? Here it is. This yeah. is it.
1: The good, the bad, so, the ugly.
0: Now we see next time on. I don't have notes on it. I can kind of do it from memory. Mm-hmm. It's the couple's retreat. It looks like they stay at an amazing fucking place.
1: And why are Bing and Morgan still allowed to be there?
0: The best they That's her wall. Yes. But Alexis and Justin Bang. We see that. Mm-hmm. And Shit goes down with, um, I'm now forever calling them McGindy. Shit goes down between them.
1: Yeah. because um, She's like, oh, you 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 think I'm crazy. I'll show you crazy. I've yeah. been that crazy. Yeah. You don't, you never want to go to that level of crazy.
0: Yeah. Maybe don't lean into that, Lindy. Don't lean, yeah. don't lean into those impulses. I mean, Miguel didn't do anything.
1: Exactly. Although
0: Miguel is just not, Miguel's very pragmatic Mm-hmm. And he's not giving her the assurance she needs. And that's like yeah. unspooling her in a slow he motion. he doesn't
1: want to be manipulated because I think he sees that as a form of oh, if you act out like a child and I give in, we're fine. I'm not giving in to that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Alright. that that We're done. We're done. We're done. Yeah. So, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you?
1: Can you can find me on the socials at Girls. Um, but also, we have exciting news. Uh, I don't know how we'll keep the Instagram updating or by you email know the recording schedule for next week because I'm taking a trip over to Philly to hang out with Miss Amy Archer. We are going to be in Philly, girl. Yeah. Very excited. In person, we, are, in real we, life. Are,
0: we are going to visit our pink shade heroes, Aaron yes. Martin and Mary Payne.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: so we will be with the rest of our bunkies, which is their Patreon group. If you haven't listened to Pink Shade, if you like the Housewives, if you like um, 90 90 Day day Universe, Love After Lockup, check out Pink Shade, guys. We love them. they're amazing. They're great. So we're going to be with them. So we're going to be in person together, which is very exciting.
1: It's so exciting. Um, I might take a microphone and I'll try to, I don't know, try to get a shout out from erin and from like mary haye for since again the podcast i don't know
0: yeah that'd be <laughs> great we should make them watch this shit show yeah <laughs> all right and i'm over at gen x this is why where we're covering little house on the prairie still, <laughs> pray for still us happening, pray for us all all right so without further ado that's it we're signing off and hopefully we'll see you guys next week sometime next week bye, bye. bye.